David uh, is still enjoying some beignets down in New Orleans, so um, uh, he's not here for you. So I'll start it off. Um, <laughs> considering, you know, it's the, the end of three games in 12 days and players are banged up, coaches and players out with COVID and all that, what can a win like yesterday do for the psyche of a team going forward? Can there be some carryover? Oh, definitely. No, you need these wins. You need these adversity opportunities and experiences carry it forward because obviously the toughest football is in front of you. It always is. December football is always the what it comes down to because obviously that's the you know that's the launching pad that you have to come off of to be a you know to be a playoff team and to and to excel in the playoffs. So um, I love all the adversity moments. I think it, it, it's uh, not only does it tell you a lot about your team, but it it gives you the experiences that you can't really create in a practice and training environment. So um, it happens every year. It's, it's not like you can avoid it. Um, so the, the fact that you embrace it and, and ride through it is, is, is exactly what our team did and, uh, and has done. And I think it definitely gives us an opportunity to, to be stronger and more experienced um, as we go into this stretch down here in December. Mike, how hard was it to uh, watch that game last night from the hotel instead of obviously being in the stadium for you? I mean, yeah, I, I think stating obviously it was uh, it was brutal, uh, just to you know to not to be part of it. But I, you know, I I had great confidence in in the preparation and you know just just saw the communication up into the game. I, I thought everybody took care of their preparation phase uh, and. And I was uh, very proud and pleased with the with the performance, you know, energy and the level. Emotionally, I, I thought our guys, you know, were, were definitely ready to play and played hard uh, throughout the contest, you know. But I, I think it's like anything. We, we've had a chance to watch the video with the offensive and defensive staffs this morning. I have watched the special team jet with John. But, um, you know, a lot, lot of good football, but there's definitely things that, we know that we need to be better at, and uh, we're definitely going to need to be better and will be better um, because you know, these division games are always the toughest of the year. And, uh, you know, just the way these last five are slated, you know, four out of five are division games, and, you know, the other one's against the team with the best record in the NFL. So uh, this is this is, this is is something that, uh, you know, I think will be well served uh, getting ready for what's in front of us. When did your uh, communication end with the coaches before the game? Were you texting Dan and telling him how they were on the bus? Did you text Jerry during the game? What did you? What was your night like when you were watching it? Well, I mean, there's league rules about communication uh, with individuals during the game, so I was 100% in compliance to the NFL rules. Uh, I'll, I'll say that, but no, I, I, I tell you, it was, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of all the text messages and messages I was getting throughout the game. I mean, frankly, at a point, I got to the point where I, I just put my phone down and turned it off because I was obviously trying to focus on the game. And um, But, yeah, I it's, um, had a lot of people reach out. It means a lot. I'm thankful for that. Uh, but, yeah, this is, uh, this is not the way you, you want to spend any of these 17 opportunities that you're guaranteed. So, um it was difficult. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the team. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back to work in person. When you're at 
the on the sideline for a game calling it. Obviously, you're emotional. You're shouting. There's just you know the emotions that come with you know being a head coach during an NFL game. How about what were the emotions of? Are you yelling at your TV in the hotel room? Like, what did it kind of look and sound like in terms of your temperament from the hotel room? Well, I just hope there's no one next door. That's for sure. That'd probably be a good story. Um, but I, I think that you know, I think the emotion of it is is like any true fan. I would assume. I mean, you're just you know, you're rooting for your your, your team. You're rooting for your guys. I mean, he, I mean, these are the players and coaches and support staff. I mean, these these are people that that you love and you care deeply about. So I think it's only obvious the passion that you have um, to see the people that you care about do well. I mean, it's, you know, it's no different sitting in the stands watching you, you know, one of your kids play compete in athletics. It's uh, you hang on every, every movement on, on every action and every result. And uh, you know, you, you just want to be right there and compete with them emotionally. And, and, and obviously that's uh difficult to do from a hotel room and uh, you know and just it's just a great reminder of how fortunate and blessed that we all are to be part of this great game is is you know this great league and and how how unique those opportunities are and you can never take them for granted you said monday is kind of a big day mike from a testing point of view and things like that it might be a little early to ask but but what's your sense of of how things are coming around, are you hopeful that uh, "quote unquote" uh, something closer to normal is coming soon? Yeah, I, I, you kind of went out on the first part of the uh, question. Are you talking about the COVID protocol Monday? Is Correct. It? Yeah, you told us. Yeah, you told yeah. us last week that Monday was a big day in terms of kind of seeing where you'd be this coming Monday. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as we, you know, we get through the testing this weekend, you know, the goal is to hopefully be back in, in some normalcy. We're, we're, we're going to take extra steps ourselves regardless, you know, what the league, um, you know, comes down. I think, I think us in the league are doing a great job of communicating because, you know, we all, we're very fortunate with the facilities um, here and, and the, you know, the resources that, that Jerry gives us. So we, we, we want to maximize that. And, and, you know, it's just like any adversity that you go through, this is, you know, a lesson well-learned and, just to see the number of people we've had out here in the last couple of weeks with COVID, and we just got to do everything that we possibly can to to defeat this challenge. What are some of those things you guys are going to do, Mike? I'm sorry. What What are some of those things you guys are going to do now that uh, to to maybe help mitigate this going forward or eliminate it going forward? Well, I think it's like anything. Yeah, the workplace. Uh, focus and that you have the home environment focus. So, I mean, we've just been encouraging everybody, you know, that's involved in, in our commitment to, to take advantage of the family and friend testing and you know, keep your home space as safe as possible. And and also, you know, what we do at work is, you know, we have a really good system there. We're, we're going to maybe even try to look into maximizing the, the spacing that uh, that we used in the criteria last year. So, you know, we're, we're looking at everything and, you know, that's something that we'll finalize here is, you know, from a football operations uh, perspective over the weekend. Mike, I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, discuss the staff and the way that they adjusted and kind of pivoted roles and, and all the, sor- all the sorts, uh, starting with Dan Quinn, but overall with the staff, 
Um, what stood out to you in terms of the effort to overcome, you know, missing so many people, yourself included, on on Thursday in the week leading up? I thought the staff did an incredible job, you know, under leadership of Dan Quinn, Rob Davis. I, I think those guys, you know, hit the target of just trying to keep the, the regularity in, in place. You know, we're we're deep into this uh, season. Um, you know, our preparation process is, is something that, you know, I, I feel our, our players and coaches do an excellent job, job at, you know, job at. And so I, I think they did a really good job all the way through the preparation part of keeping things consistent. And then I, and I just felt from, you know, from my viewpoint, watching the game, I mean, the ebb and flow was, was good. Um, you can see the situational decisions were quick. You know, we, we had a couple, you know, uh, situations maybe on defense where, they, you know, they, they, they went quick count on us. So, but, you know, you, you didn't see any operational, um, you know, step back. So I, I, I thought the staff did a great job. And the players did, you know, because it's all about that communication and the urgency and keeping your pace of operation intact. So, because that's the way we train, and, and and that's the way you want to ultimately play when you get to the game. And I, I thought the dots definitely connected, and um, just was just very impressed and very, very thankful for the, the job the staff did. Health-wise, how did you guys come out of that game? I think CJ. Goodwin might have left the game, needed some help off the field. How did, how's he feeling, and are there any other health issues you need to be concerned with? You know, I have not had my wrap-up yet with Jim. I, I know guys are still in there. Uh, they had the sick call earlier this morning, so I, I have, I, I'm sorry, I don't have an update. I don't know if Rich can get that. You know, is Rich even on here? Rich, Rich can. Yeah, I'm on, and CJ's fine. I think he just was cramping up a little bit there at the end of the game. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I literally, I just got off the uh, Zoom calls with the offense and defensive staff. So, Michael, what is, is there a little longer when you're not there in person? So, is there any or a renewed level of confidence when you look at you got Gallimore coming back, you got Gregory coming back, you've got Demarcus going into a second game, Cooper, your three receivers really playing together for an extended amount of time for the first time, maybe this season. What kind of confidence do you get about what is coming back to this team here in the next starting yesterday and going forward? Oh no, I think that's a very, very obvious and you know natural reaction to have your you know some of your established, experienced players come back. You know, I'm, I'm frankly I'm really focused on the the transition of getting these guys back and getting it all connected and, you know, because you know there's certain parts of our game right now that we're, you know, we're not in sync the way we'd like to be. And, um, and that's a, you know, and that could be a good thing because it, it you know, shows you the, the amount of growth we still have in front of us. So, um, yeah, it's great to get all these guys back. It, it's going to take everybody. It always does. Uh, we've been preaching that since, since April, you know, and the fact that we have, you know, the 84 players in the building and now that, you know, we're getting guys healthy, the competition's there, but, Really, I'm focused on the transition and the, and the and the connection of getting these guys incorporated. Um, you know, I thought I think D-Law ended up playing about 35 plays last night. That was a little more than we you know we'd set out to be. But you know, he, he felt great during the game. He looked good. So um, you know, and I'm sure he came out clean today. So it's it's getting you know the next step is getting it all pieced together properly, and so we can get in sync and, and we we got we can improve the the production of our complimentary football. I mean, we did some really good things last night. I thought the 
takeaways was, was such a huge victory. But you know, there, there's other there's other components that we, we need to continue to work on. Of those components, perhaps to start the season for the first several weeks, you guys were the number one offense in terms of rushing the ball on first down. Um, over the past several weeks since then, um, toward the very bottom of the league, how do you get better as a first down running team? Well, you know, the run offense and the run defense is the primary focus. So that's to me, if you if you look at the complementary formula, complementary football formula, that, that's obviously, you know, one of the top, the top components you need. You know, running the football offensively helps the whole football team, and and, and that's something that I, I think that you know you can lose sight of when you have numbers like we do, where you're you know statistically highly ranked um, offensively because you don't want to be a stat offense, and, because you know you can be a stat offense and. and and live and die by the big plays. So we need the regularity and the consistency in both running the football and stopping the run. That's that's going to be a primary focus for us as we go into this this preparation for this for this stretch run here. So um, so I, I I agree with your with your assessment. Uh, we need to you know we need to be more focused and need more production in both running it and stopping it. Um, y'all have talked about being cautious in your injury approach this season. Even guys like Amari and Demarcus were on pitch counts last night. Is that something you consider with Zeke, or how healthy would you consider his knee right now? Are we talking about Zeke? Yes. Did you ask me about Zeke's knee? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's definitely, you know, he's, he's had something he's dealing with. Um, you know, I think this 10-day this Break will really help him. It's needed, so I mean he'll obviously be examined today. I, I haven't, you know, got the results as I've stated already. So, yeah, I mean we we, we want to be smart with these guys. Um, we're definitely very cognizant of of play time each week, and I, I think if you just look at Zeke's play time numbers compared to you know his earlier years, that you know in you know the complement with Tony and the way those guys are playing, it's you know it's. Uh, you know, it's part of how we want we want we want to play, and uh, but yeah, you know these these injuries are something that you're always dealing with, and you know it's just you know Zeke's an established guy here, and you know has a great relationship with the training staff, and we'll just continue to monitor that and make sound decisions. How do you assess how Connor McGovern has it looked on on Thursday and? You guys have some options with Terrence coming back, and as you evaluate Lyle's play on I'm what sorry, you're. I didn't hear the last part. You said some. You said Connor. Mc, you said Connor McGovern, and that's that's all I got. I'm sorry. Sure, no problem. Um, how would you assess Connor McGovern's play on Thursday? And do you feel as a staff, you guys have some decisions to make about what left guard, right tackle look like down the stretch with Terrence Steele coming back and giving Lyle's strong play? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, we had a chance to grade the film today as a staff, and then, you know, we'll, we'll go through the same process when we get back together with the Monday with the players. And, um, you know, we'll let the game planning and what goes on throughout the weekend, you know, make those decisions. But, yeah, I mean, Connor McGuck, I mean, it wasn't clean by no means up front. I, I think that's stating the obvious. Um, you know, I do want to give them some credit. They, they, had, they had success in their line movement, particularly their, their run game, um, you know, pressures and, you know, some of the formation checks they had against 
So, you know, once again, um, winning ugly does have benefits to it uh, because it gives you a chance to really dial into the, the things that didn't go right and uh, because, you know, it also helps you anticipate what the, what the other teams are looking to do against you too. So, but yeah, it was by no means clean. And, um, and that's, like I said earlier, running the football is a primary focus for our football team and no different than stopping it. So I think it's so important in these December games. And, um, you know, I think that's where we will continue to focus you know, with the sexual time that we have. Based on the increased uh, protocols, when do you expect to be back in the building with your guys? I know you have some major tests on Monday, but I wasn't sure if you wanted to be back in the building on Monday or you wanted to wait a couple more days after that. You talking about me personally? Uh, the team in general, yourself and everybody. When do you oh, no, kind of no, get the back? Team, the team will be back in the building Monday. Players are off today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and then we'll be back in the building Monday. Now, will you be there Monday, or you're, you're not sure right now? I'm not sure. I got I got to test back in. So, with my with my great plan that I got going here, um, I'm I'm hopeful to be in there sooner than later. Mike, you guys got Tony on the edge with it with that toss play, and he scores a touchdown. Why have why not attack the edges more? Um, it, against the Saints and maybe just the last few weeks, why not attack the edges more in the run game? Oh, very fair question. I mean, you see the production out there. So but I think it's like anything, you know, ed- edge runs are, you know, are more secondary because, you know, it's, uh, you know, they're harder to get. And, and, and I think when you do get it set up, you have a chance to, to hit the home run like we did with Tony. Um, and, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, when you look at that particular play, you know, the course of getting around the end, you know, the block by Malik is, is such a, you know, critical part of that. And then, you know, you look at the backside block. I mean, LC had a huge backside block on that play. So um, it's it, it's something that, you know, you, you know, it isn't like you'll be able to do it all day. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, ball on the edge and ball in space is definitely a tremendous asset for us. And we definitely recognize that. But we, we, de- we do need to stabilize our, our run game, um, you know, with the variation and, and, and the increased productivity, you know, as far as how we're going to approach it here down the stretch. But, yeah, getting the ball on the edges has also been very productive for us. That was two, two times now in five days where a big Tony Pollard play was in part created because of Malik Turner's blocking uh, with the kickoff return and then that play. How – do you assess Malik's role on this team from what he does on offense, but as he showed last night, uh, what he also can do, uh, what, what he can do what he does on special teams and also what he can do in offense? Uh, I agree with everything you just said. I, I love, I love Malik Turner. I love his story. Um, you know, what he's overcome, you know, he's fought back from injury, you know, practice squad back and forth. And, you know, and, and all he does is take advantage of his opportunities. I mean, he's been, He's been a stud for us on special teams, and you know he's been productive. You know, every time he gets a chance, you know, in the in the offense, and you know that's a obviously that's a tough lineup to crack for any young receiver. Um, but I admire the way he goes about it, and um, he's definitely an excellent asset for us. And on the fourth and two uh, uh, play, where CD and and Dak couldn't quite connect there. Um, 
I was, I was curious, did, did, did CD kind of get rerouted inside, and is that why he looked over his outside shoulder there? Um, what, 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 did, what did you make of, of that play? And, yeah, and, I mean, it, it was, yeah, it wasn't clean. We, we, we weren't we were, the, the play design wasn't, wasn't, wasn't accurate. So um, there's just some fundamental things there that we, we could do better. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate uh, because, you know, that, that was a good drive we had going there. And, you know, the fourth and two in the field location is something we talked about, you know, before the game. And so it was the right call and all that. But, um, you know, that we weren't as clean as we needed to be execution-wise. How did Dak look to you in, in that game? Does he appear comfortable to you in going through his reads and getting to secondary looks? Yeah, I thought that, um, you know, the, the, the QB hits were up a little bit in the passing game. Um, I think sometimes we might have played, the, you know, tads fast. Um, but, you know, this this was a defense that we had a lot of respect for going in. You know, we knew, we knew their up-front group is, uh, you know, they play consistently. I know, I know they didn't have, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you have a couple guys, but they, um, you know, Davenport I'm referring to, but, you know, uh, in, in the way they play in the secondary too, they're, they're very aggressive. So, uh, you know, it's my point is there's not a lot of throw and catch, you know, completions out there. You know, you got your route running and the timing and the, between the quarterback and the perimeter group, the time clocks are, are really challenged. So, you know, and that's that's the beauty of competing, especially in, on the road like that. And, I mean, you, you guys were there. It didn't, I couldn't tell if it was loud or not, but it looked like we had a a great Dallas Cowboys fan base there. But um, you know, it's it's always, you know, it's a little – time clocks are always a little more challenged when you're on the road, particularly in these dome stadiums. I don't know what more else we can ask you about Micah or what more else you can say about him, but I mean, have you been around a rookie that's – I know Clay Matthews had a pretty good rookie year for you up in Green Bay, but what he's done, what what, what can you say about it? Yeah, I, no, I, I think you – Probably said it better than I can. He's, uh, uh, I'm never surprised because he's so natural. Um, I mean, he, you know, he, he's almost like Barry Sanders in there when he's avoiding blocks. You know, he, I mean, they can't get their hands on him. I mean, he's so slippery and natural. He has closing speed. He's instinctive. Um, you know, he's he's a problem when he's coming off the edge. You know, just you know, the play on the keep that he makes on you know Tyson Hill there for the big sack. Um, he's he's as natural as a football player with exceptional physical gifts that I've been around. Clay had a Clay had an excellent year, the rookie year, but you know, it, you know, Mike is doing it both on on the ball and off the ball. So um unique, special player. He says that he's not surprised by the things that he's doing. Do you like that type of self confidence in him that he's not "Quote unquote cocky, but he's just a very confident guy in his abilities to to make things happen for you. I love that about him. I think it's a big part of his success. Uh, I think he's in tune with his gifts. Um, it, it's 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 never been too big for him once. You know, he's uh, he's still learning the pro game. You know, in the NFL challenges that come along with just playing. So I mean, he'll continue to." mature there and you know and, and he's got a great support group around him so he's obviously a you know focal point like all of our guys but uh, yeah he's uh it, it's fun to watch him grow uh, but 
you know, the get the game of football is, is something that uh, comes very natural to him, and he's uh, he's you know he's he's doing it the right way. I think he's learning all the little things that you you need to do to be to be great in this league. And you know, and the biggest thing when you talk about greatness is you know is when players have a major impact like that, both on and off the field. They make everybody better around them, and he'll grow into that role at some point. But you know, right now he's doing the things necessary week in and week out to make sure he's productive on game day, and it's been extremely impressive. Mike, you've told us before that you break the season down into segments. Have you just closed one segment with those three and 12 days, and do you look at these last five games as like the, the final segment in your mind? Is that kind of the message that you throw to the team when you see him or talk to him on Monday? Yeah, definitely. I'll treat this like just coming out of a bye week. We broke it into three segments. This year, so we just completed segment two. Uh, obviously, our roughest patch of the season. Um, you know, I'm excited that the adversity and the things that we, we we fought through will help us go into this this roughest stretch. You know, the division segment, uh, segment three. So, yeah, I'll have it all outlined when I get back with the team next week.